Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Well done by Austin right there. Sounds of the Week brought to you by Syringa, Verizon or XO customers. If you were recently notified that some of your telecommunications services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks, Utah's fastest growing premier telecommunications provider. They have a full range of services. Call today, 385-420-8221. That number again, 385-420-8221, Syringa Networks. We're here at the road home, 801-819-7300, 801-819-7300. Call in and donate, uh, raising money uh, to combat homelessness, of course. Gordon, we do this each and every year, and it's one of the most important things that we do. And uh, we're, we're rolling. We want to finish it out strong. Such a great cause, and I've seen the people that this, these donations help. And I am so, so privileged to be able to even talk about this to our listeners because our listeners always respond better than i i think any other group of listeners i mean we're what are we ahead by two thousand or something so yep. it is a slim margin but uh, let me ask our listeners to dig deep a little bit whatever and maybe digging deep is 10 bucks but uh, or maybe it's uh you know maybe it's a thousand bucks whatever it is uh it will be tripled by uh, spence eccles so think about what that when, when twelve or fifteen dollars keeps a family off the street for a night, it's a big deal. It really helps, and there are a lot of kids here, hundred and seventy-five some children here. Uh, let's keep them out of the cold. 801-819-7300. We're going to talk to Howard Beck coming up here momentarily. Your NBA daily assist, of course, Howard from the Bleacher Report, so we'll get his opinion on how the Jazz are playing right now, but also we'll take a little look around the rest of the league. Did you catch, uh, it was a big night in the NBA last night. you watch any of the, the Laker-Buck matchup? I didn't uh, see that, uh, but uh, I wanted to, but I had a personal item come up that I had to take care of. Colonoscopy? No. <laughs> no, not bad. <laughs> no. Thanks for the reminder. No, uh, no, yeah, that, yeah. that was that was not it. Huh? No. I, I, it was funny. I was listening on my way home from doing jazz coverage. I was listening to Fox Sports Radio and the guys they have on there, and uh, they were they were having some conversation about has the baton been passed from LeBron to Giannis? And it's like in one regular season game in December. That's that's what you're. <laughs> but a lot, to say? Of, but a lot of people are talking about that. One eleven to one hundred four was final in uh, in that one. And then uh, the doubleheader. The Rockets beat the Clippers 122 to 117. Man, there were some shenanigans going on in that game. You know, but with the with the sagging NBA ratings, it, that's that's what they needed, and I like that. I'd be interested to see what the ratings were last night for TNT. You, you, that's, you want a bunch of people complaining about the refereeing, and then you want some players facing off one with the other, insulting? Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> That's good for business right there. All right, we're live from the road home. Call in and donate, 801-819-7300. Let's get to your NBA Daily Assist. Austin, hit it. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for Bleacher Report, Howard Beck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
All right, let's get out of the Sprint special guest line. Get a Samsung S10 for $0 when you activate a new line of service with Flex Lease now through December 26th. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. He writes for the Bleacher Report. He's our good friend Howard Beck. Howard, happy holidays. How are you? Happy holidays, guys. I'm still just enjoying the uh, that glorious new intro. It's just so awesome. It feels like it should be like if the <laughs> announcer is doing like the the previews for the new action movie coming out. I feel it's going to be like, you know, coming to a theater near you. Howard Beck <laughs> saves the world. Like it just he's got that he's got that voice, you know. In a, in a world where, you know, referees <laughs> blow calls. I don't know. <laughs> I it sounds really cool. Awesome. I need that guy introducing sure? me, like, everywhere. Like, when I go home, you know, say hi to my wife and daughter. Like, I, I need that intro first. He's, had a, he's <laughs> had a tough day writing, but Howard is home. And instead, his wife says, honey, take the trash out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> in a world where the trash won't take itself out, one man, you know, something. Anyway. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, Howard, of all our guests, I think uh, you, uh, I, don't, I don't know why I think this, but I think you would appreciate what we're doing here today. We've done this every year. Maybe you remember that we do the home, the road home. Uh, fundraiser here every single year at this time and I'm telling you it uh, this this homelessness problem it affects so many people and we're here to help them help them out and uh, it's it's really a great cause no that's really uh, that's really great to hear I'm glad you guys are uh, putting in uh, that effort and um, I, I should I should find a way to go do the same when I get back to New York yeah Howard, let's talk a little bit about the the Utah Jazz. And I I brought this up with Gordon earlier. Donovan Mitchell, we talk about his growth as a player a lot, right? You know, numbers, that sort of thing. But he had a moment in last night's game where he could have had, he got an alley-oop from Joe Ingles and he could have had a windmill superstar dunk. But instead he tapped it to Rudy Gobert, who was running the floor, and Rudy got a dunk. And I thought it was a sign of Donovan Mitchell as a leader saying, hey, guys, I practice what coaches preach, and we're here to, to move the ball. And I guess my question to you is, covering so many great leaders over the years in the NBA, what, co- what, what kind of challenge is that? And what do maybe are there some common threads in the guys you've covered? Well, I think when it comes to incredibly talented and, and athletic guards in particular, it's a bigger challenge. So, I mean, it's not that, that the same um, qualities or same standards shouldn't apply to guys at every position, but I think for a guy like Donovan Mitchell, similar to anybody who comes in the league with great skills as a guard, as a lead guard who's going to have the ball in his hands all the time, then you always have this added responsibility and, and decision-making and a, and a balance that you have to figure out that that nobody else on the team has and so the sooner you see a guy growing into a role making the kind of plays like you just described is just a really good indication that a guy is about the right things now that's not surprising in donovan mitchell's case i think you've been able to see that and observe that from day one and hear it in the way he carries himself and the way he speaks and just his, his values about the game i think are clear but i do think it's always a challenge like even for the guys who are about the right thing and want to do the right thing and are team-first guys, there's still always going to be those moments in a game in the course of a season where you know you know that you've got the best ability of anybody on the court at that moment to score. And you know, does that mean you should force the issue? Does that mean that you've got to create it on your own? Do you let the offense create it for you? How much do you um, defer to teammates and, or set them up? What, at what point in the game is it most appropriate to do that versus calling your own number? 
is your you know is the responsibility more to keeping the other guys involved or calling your own number because hey maybe that's your best bet on a given possession and so the sooner you figure out the right balance you know the better off you are in in this league and so when you when you ask about common thread for you know great leaders in this game especially among stars because the stars they're usually the ones who have to lead the way i think it i think it starts there i think it starts with understanding and figuring out that balance between uh, you know team play individual play and and you know when what when is appropriate for each and Howard at the risk of being redundant here uh, let me hammer that point because that's exactly what we're seeing out of Donovan he's Jake mentioned the the nice pass uh, but but there have also been times when he he has he had a dunk the other night that sparked the team when it had to have it. I've been impressed because earlier in his career he would he would force that issue. Now he seems to be picking his spots just like you just described and helping his team with not just his physical ability but his attitude and his mental outlook. Yeah, and again it, it goes back to that. To that balance, right? Like you, you do need to know when to spark your team, and you know that there are certain things you can do that will inspire the other guys. But you know, I, you see this sometimes tilt the, the other way. Um, if a guy gets too much into his own game, or t- you know, decides to take on some personal challenge with the guy who's who he's going up against on the other team, and it, it draws them, at, you know, into a, a back and forth that's not necessarily healthy for your team. And you know, um, NBA players. As, as great as they are, you know, it's, it's, it's a delicate thing. You know, guys are, especially, you know, shooters, guys who are role players who won't touch the ball a lot, who won't handle it as much, you need to keep them in rhythm. You need to, they need to keep, feel involved. And, and that's what keeps your energy level up, and that's when you still that, – that's what gets you going on defense, too. You just have to feel involved. And so, you know, again, it, it, it goes back to the same thing. You've you got to, you know, know when to – uh, you know, uh, when to when to call your number, when to pass it, when to, you know, feed a guy who hasn't touched the ball in a couple of minutes. Um, but I, you know, all the signs from Donovan Mitchell have been great on on, on that level, uh, and I've never worried about him. I've always, for the Jazz's sake, my concern has always been, okay, but but who else is going to do it? Like where, you know, he's he's a dynamic player. Who else can help him out and take some of that burden off so that you're not running him into the ground or making it too easy on the defense if they know that he's the only guy that they have to key in on? Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. There's this kind of, I guess, legend that's out there, Gordon, unsubstantiated, but that Michael Jordan really liked Donovan, or excuse me, that the, the Hornets really liked Donovan Mitchell before the draft. And that Michael Jordan stepped in at the last minute and said that he wanted to pick Malik Monk. And then Donovan Mitchell went two picks later. Anyway, Gordon and I were talking yesterday, Howard, about Michael Jordan, the executive. Well, your thoughts on Michael Jordan, the executive, and why maybe it hasn't gone as maybe a lot of people would have thought? I mean, if it's about what people would have thought, it's, it's, it would be because that's, that, that would be our mistake, right, as the, as the public, as media and fans, of, of, of expecting too much of, of a guy that just because he was the greatest player of all time that he would be a natural as an executive. I mean, we've seen great players fail as coaches or as executives, or in this case, I would say, I don't want to say failing as an owner, but certainly not thriving either. Um, your knowledge of the game is is not necessarily translatable in that way. You know, it, there's there's a whole lot more to 
owning a team or running a team, even as a GM or a team president, than just being able to recognize talent, you know. And and even then, some guys are great at, at playing the game, but they don't they don't necessarily know how to scout the game that well, um, you know. And they, they might, you know, just just like anybody else, you know, uh, uh, whether you're Michael Jordan or whether you're you know Kevin Pritchard or whoever, like you can fall in love with the wrong player. It it, it just happens. Uh, I think when it comes to the Hornets. It's more just a combination of factors that, you know, the draft aside, and, and certainly there's been evidence or, or reports that, that Jordan was responsible for certain picks, including Adam Morrison, infamously. But there's also who are you picking to run basketball operations? You know, who, who are you signing off on as head coaches? And they just, they've gone through a lot of guys at both of those levels. And as with, you know, some other teams that we could name, the Kings at times, the Knicks certainly, um, that instability, that that, that inability to, to uh, identify the right guy to run things, which then leads to the instability of constantly firing and hiring the next wrong person. Like that's that will keep a franchise spinning in circles for years, and that's what the Hornets. That's where they've been. And you know, on top of that, you know, not a huge market, um, and you know, not a destination market for, for free agents. So you really have to ace the draft. Howard, we can talk all day long about MVP awards, who should win it, who shouldn't. But is Giannis the best player on the planet now? I'm struggling with this one a little bit still um, because I'm not quite ready to say that LeBron should give up that torch. I, I, I just don't know. Now, last night's game certainly made a phenomenal case. Giannis made a phenomenal case last night for best player in the game, especially because he did it against LeBron. Uh, I, I, I am one who, as you guys know, I kind of, you know, lean toward nuance um, and not overreaction. And I don't think that, you know, last night's game or any one game it can be a referendum on these kinds of questions. So I'm going to hold off. Um, on the whole, what LeBron is doing right now at age almost 35 and in his 17th season is remarkable in its own right. What Giannis is doing right now as the reigning MVP and having now just taken yet another leap by adding what looks now like a very reliable three-point shot, including some deep ones, and a turnaround jumper, um, I, I think I think there's a certain argument that could, or the, the argument can certainly be made. If someone wants to tell me that Giannis is now the best player in the game, I'm not going to tell them that they're wrong. I'm just going to say I'm not ready to go there yet because LeBron is still playing at such an incredibly high level that uh, and his and his passing, you know, Giannis is a great passer, but he's not at LeBron's level as a passer. So, uh, you know, it depends on on which categories we're trying to check off in each guy's favor. Um, if 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 you're talking about trying to win a single game or a best of seven series tomorrow, um, I'm still going to lean LeBron, but maybe it's not by a ton. And maybe for the same reasons, or at least some of the reasons, Howard, that we talked about earlier about leadership and about the, some of these uh, the various aspects to uh, LeBron's game that uh, Giannis has not yet completely mastered. Yeah, I mean, look, he's still really young in his career, and he's still young in, in his evolution as a uh, a leader in, in, in both senses, a uh, leader as, you know, Local, um, you know, rally the troops guy, directing guys, um, but also leader as being the guy with primary ball handling responsibilities. And, you know, LeBron has almost from day one been the guy who was basically playing point guard. Giannis, even now, while he is kind of their point forward, he still doesn't handle it all the time. There's still plenty of Eric Bledsoe or George Hill or Malcolm Brogdon last season. Um, 
And so I, he's not quite at LeBron's level in terms of overall responsibility, running the offense, you know, like 99% of the time and making the kind of, of just smart passes that LeBron makes. And again, Giannis is a very good passer. But um, in terms of controlling the game and seeing the game the way that, Le- that LeBron does, it, it's only natural that Giannis at this stage of his career wouldn't have that same level of, of uh, you know, or, or just, just that same depth of, of how to see the game. It, it, it takes time. Howard, we appreciate it as always. Uh, again, happy holidays, and thanks for jumping on with us, man. Appreciate it, guys. Happy holidays to you. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, thanks Howard. Howard. Yep. Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report uh, with us each and every Friday here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So we just uh, we had uh, uh, one of the good folks running the phone bank drop by the table here, and he said that The Zone listeners are coming strong. Uh-huh. He said they've been getting a lot of donations for The Zone. That's so perfect. big ups to everybody who's called. Let's keep it up. Keep it going. 801 819 7,300. You know, we have some fun stuff up like the montage for 500 bucks. You want to hear Gordon's montage? It's the only time of year that it could possibly be played, but we have to get a donation. So at least 500 bucks, 801-819-7,300. I might even settle for 250. uh, Or uh, if you want to select a bit, we're we're doing that for 50 bucks. If you want to hear San Bernardino or or any of your favorites, 801-819-7,300. Or if you just want to donate. Yeah. do it. 801-819-7300. So picture this in your mind, these families who are out on the street with no place to go, with kids. Uh, picture helping them out because that's exactly what you're doing. You're taking these kids off the street and uh, helping give the family a, a, a hope for a way to a more stable life, yep. a more stable existence. Our listeners are unbelievable. You guys are just freaking unbelievable how uh, generous you are. We do appreciate it. But like Jake said, let's keep it going. Well, you know, I heard DJ, uh, and they talk, They were talking with Governor Herbert this morning, and, and DJ sparked a, a really interesting conversation, I thought, that you know, he, he talked about how we're, we're growing around here and we're thriving as a community and our economy is really, really good, and there's, there's a bunch of really good stuff going on. But as a result of our growth, affordable housing has become a real issue and and dj brought it up this morning that a a lot of the folks at this shelter in particular that that are a lot of families a lot of these folks have jobs yeah they they just can't they're underemployed or or below poverty or or for whatever reason but they just can't get shelter one of our basic human needs and so it's it's not always what you think and some folks just need a little bit well they need a roof a roof over their head for one but then they just need a, a little help to get back on their feet. And that is what we're doing, and that's why it's so important. Yeah, don't let the thought cross your mind about anybody deserving or not deserving. I mean, these people are trying the best they can, and they find themselves in a difficult spot right now. Let's help them out. 801-819-7300. All right, coming up next, we're, uh, do we have a couple other items to, to knock off yes, the list? Yes, we do. Okay, so we will get to that on the FM side of the dial on 97.5. On 1280. The great, the talented Scott Gerrard will pick things up as uh, our Utah State football coverage uh, gets started as they get ready for their bowl matchup uh, tonight with Kent State. So the pregame show for Utah State begins on 1280. We're continuing on on the FM. Sounds good to me. Action Pack Friday, live from the road home. The big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. 
In college at San Diego State, a guy texts in, my neighbors the U's thought about naming their son after Marshall Falk. Thought about it? Why didn't they do it? You're, you're not catching on, Dave. What's their last name? You're just oh, so Oh, yeah, you're right. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going for Marshall U. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I got it now. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> you're so freaking naive, Dave. This is why we love you. You're not exactly you. a street smart guy. <laughs> Marshall U's not that bad. No, no, no. I think it's more the last name. So you really name. like the Thunder and Herd, do you? Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, doing some good today at the Road Home Call. 801-819-7300, donate. Help families in need this holiday season. That's what it's all about. Uh, and we're trying to win this thing. We've had a lot of momentum going, a lot of listeners helping. We're trying to park this car in the garage, but it is close. We're just barely, barely in front of X96, and they're a formidable foe. But uh, sneaking up in third, FM 100 just cracked 100 grand. So we gotta we gotta make sure that uh, yeah we gotta make sure that our listeners are, are re- well represented with a W. So that means we just gotta keep it going. A few more hours to go. Let's keep up that momentum. 801-819-7300. Call and donate. Every donation counts. Every donation helps. 801-819-7300. One more time. 801. Sorry. 819-7300. Every donation gets uh, counts for three because of Spence Eccles being willing to uh, add that extra donation on top of yours. So, yeah. All right. Uh, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Get a Samsung S10 for $0 when you activate a new line of service with a flex lease now through December 26th. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Uh, a man who needs no introduction, of course. He writes for the Salt Lake Tribune, and he just sent out this tweet at 4.03 p.m. today. With the, By the way, with a good-looking picture of him. Look at that guy. Yeah, that's a, that's a good-looking picture uh, of him. He's one handsome man. From back in the day. And the, the tweet says, I would tell this kid you will get to, to do more in 40-plus years in newspapers than you could ever imagine. By choice, I am done after Alamo Bowl. I appreciate all four stops in Utah, notably 29 years at the Tribune. Thanks to Sandra Kay for enabling my devotion to the job. All this time, we welcome back to the big show our good friend Kurt Cragthorpe. Kurt, congratulations! And hey, we get a we get to talk to you right after you made this announcement. That's awesome. Yeah, actually, uh, knowing we had this interview booked, brought in me to get it out there. And, and uh, I have two thoughts. One is I should have done it sooner, or I wish I could do it every week because uh, people are being really nice to me. <laughs> Kurt, uh, let's review some of the highlights of your career. What are your your fondest memories? I know that's an impossible question to answer, but uh, let's give it a shot. Well, let's go right to my greatest legacy, which is uh, 1280 The Zone, having hired Patrick Kinahan and having yep. rescued you, Gordon, from the education beat. And uh, so I, I, I think I should be like these 
child actors who get these residual checks for like a dollar seventy-eight a week or something like that. I, <laughs> I think I deserve uh, some fallout for my contribution to the sports radio industry. For those who don't remember, Kurt was the sports editor at the Tribune for quite some time, over a period of time that uh, really sort of changed uh, the way things were covered around here, Kurt. Well, we obviously owe Kurt a lot. <laughs> we <laughs> owe Kurt we, our drive time shows. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, we owe Kurt. We we owe you uh, a big like retirement celebration or something. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm driving at here, Jake. I'm glad you crystallized that. <laughs> for me but uh but yeah you know the weird thing about my tenure is that uh when i was the sports editor all the good stuff was happening and i didn't get to go to it uh for example i covered seven olympics one of them was not salt lake and i never saw one game of the nba finals either of those two years i never saw the final four in san antonio so it's kind of weird how that phase of it worked out but i certainly uh have no complaints about all the things i did get to do as a, an avid reader and fan of the salt lake tribune sports section for for many many years let me let me editorialize for a second kurt because i i loved it when you and gordon both were columnists for all those years because uh i love both of your writing but you both bring different perspectives to different events and and you, you both had a way of expressing your opinion differently, which I always, always enjoyed uh, when, when you guys were doing that because I thought the, the Tribune made a, a real effort to have editorial opinions really on all different subject matters and all sides of the story. And I, I thought you both complemented each other so well in that fashion. Yeah, it was, it was, a, good, it was a good tandem for sure. And uh, I arguably was a little too subtle <laughs> sometimes but uh but, but to your point i i think uh the tribune did have a good thing going between the two of us and uh and we were lucky to be sent to so many things i mean you can almost trace the uh four years of the newspaper industry by how much money was spent to send us to dad's playoff games and and things like that so we we were lucky to be able to both do so many things together. That's that's one thing that certainly stands out. Kurt, what was your favorite part of uh, what you were able to do through the years? Did you have an aspect of it that you love the most? Well, first of all, I would say that there is nothing like a jazz playoff game. And and again, to my point about missing out on the jazz glory years, when they did get back into the playoffs in two thousand seven, and like it had that seven game series with the Rockets even in the first round that, that was like a novelty to me because I'd, I'd missed I wasn't jaded by thinking that the first round was no big deal from the Stockton Malone era and so that was was a great for the Jazz to go through those four years of 2007 to 10 and and win four playoff series in those years was, was pretty cool to me so I, I really enjoyed that and I suppose the other part that I got rewarded by was the part I dreaded the most. As you know, we, we, we don't have the Dodgers in Salt Lake City, so we have to kind of invent things to write about in the summer. And I always dreaded having to come up with our list of 10 ideas and just straining to do so. And yet those turned out to be some of the more fun things I did, like uh, a series one I did 
13 jobs at what's now Smith Ballpark and uh, completely screwed up some of them, like bribing the train onto the berm and having Mark (laughs) Amicone need to rescue the passengers. But, uh, yeah, I wanted a few things to go wrong just so it would be interesting, but I kind of overdid it, as as it turned out. But, But, yeah, that was fun. And then going on this trip, uh, through the Angels farm system and riding a bus from Iowa to Arkansas and back and stuff like that that, again, was a, a function of inventing things to justify our existence in the summer that turned out to be really fun. So for more than the high-profile events, I, I, I kind of think of stuff that I thought up and was able to execute and have fun with. And uh, Kurt's being a little modest with uh, his uh, description of all that because he won many awards as well for his fine work, including that Angel Series. I think that was honored nationally by the AP Sports Editors, if I remember correctly, Kurt. That was one of many awards that Kurt has won through the years. And I, I don't think Kurt ever did it for an award. He did it because he loved it. And that's the best reason to do it. And I think that that was evident in your work, Kurt. I mean, people don't know this, but one little detail in those kinds of stories and columns that you were doing might take all kinds of time to find that stuff out. And there it is, just one or two sentences in the middle of your story. You were really, really good at that. And I think uh, editors picked up on that rather quickly. I will say this, though. I had to be prodded to enter contests a lot less than you did. So uh, don't give me too much credit. You know what project I really like that you guys did years ago is when you each played the the signature holes of golf at all the golf courses across the state. I, that was pretty – that had to be pretty awesome, right? Whose idea was that? That had to be you, right, Kurt? Yeah, though, again, that was a, a necessity – What's the phrase? Uh, the, the mother of invention. Something we had to come up with. And, and, and for a while, we did kind of do a almost an annual golf project like that. And this this was this one was crazy because we picked the hardest hole on each of 18 courses. And I, I think we traveled over three days from Eden up in northern Utah to St. George, and it was about 105 degrees that day in, in St. George. And what we would have to do, literally. We, we only played that hole on each golf course. So we would have to, to drive to the course, get in carts, drive out to the sixth hole or whatever it might be, warm up, or at least try to, and, and play the most <laughs> difficult hole on the course, get back in the car and go to the next course. So first of all, it's amazing that we got along as well as we did, Jay Drew and Gordon and I, and... Uh, and that we managed to actually hit a, an occasional good shot under those circumstances, which which couldn't be more difficult. But, but yeah, that that really turned out to be fun. But it was kind of a crazy idea for sure. We were on a uh, a country road out in the uh, boonies somewhere. I don't know where we were, Kurt. You probably have a keen memory on it. But uh, we got stuck behind a herd of cattle. I think it was, wasn't it? Uh, and we. <laughs> I mean, they were hogging the whole road. We couldn't even proceed. And we were in a hurry because we were covering the whole state. But I do recall that. I also recall playing a hole where there was a waterfall next to it. And I think we all walked out of there absolutely drenched. 
Yeah, that was the. Speaking of the same uh, half hour time frame, because it was the Mill Site Golf Course in Farron, Utah, in Emory County, and it did, it is famous for the dam, literally that runs through the course with the big waterfall, and and it was coming out of there trying to go to our next stop. And I, I'm not sure if it was cattle or sheep, and definitely one or the other. But but yeah, and and we were panicking because because by the end of the day, we we knew we had to go to St. George finish by dark and then drive all the way back to Salt Lake. And that was day one of the yeah. three. So, yeah, that was, that was crazy. One thing that I think a lot of our listeners don't, don't realize, I'll tell this quick story about Kurt. He said, we did, uh, uh, we did a lot of covering of the Utes when they had that great year in 2008, and the Tribune put together a book uh, of that because of the accomplishment of that particular team. And Kurt later went back and read his columns that were chronicled in the book. And he said, he said to me, man, I really uh, forgot how good I used to be, you know. <laughs> and then we realized that every one of those games was an afternoon game uh, as opposed to what we face more these days with that tight deadline right. where you've got to push the button the second the game ends. And Kurt's really good on deadline, always has been. But, man, that deadline writing, most people have, have, have no real indication or clue what that's like. Do they? Not in the afternoon anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that because if uh, the youth had gone to the Rose Bowl or the college football playoffs this year, they had, a, they had basically had the, the story sent off to a book publisher ready to go that – <laughs> it, it, it would have been out like today, but uh, but to your point about some of those eight o'clock games tonight, I'm I'm probably glad that those are not being preserved in book form for uh, perpetuity. What's next for you, Kurt? Do you have a have a plan plan laid out, or are you just sort of going to feel uh, feel your way through it all? Yeah, some combination of the two. I'm I'm definitely going to try to keep my hand in the Utah golf community through Fairways Magazine. And uh, also, even for the Tribune a little bit. So, so hopefully that'll keep me going a little bit. But uh, uh, the, probably the bottom line is my wife, Sandra, has put up with this career for 35 years. And I, pro- I pro- probably owe her 35 years of uh, attention now. Well, Kurt, one of the all-time greats. And uh, the sports uh, media in this market will miss you. Sounds like you'll be around a little bit. We'll see you here and there. But just a, a great, great career, Kurt. Yeah, I really appreciate that coming from you, Gordon. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, it, it, it is a weird feeling. I, I, people, are again, are being so nice to me today that it almost feels like I should keep going. But, but I also <laughs> wanted to stop at a point where they – still thought I had value so that uh, kind of in its own way reinforces that it is it is a good time for me to do this well Kurt thank you for everything and thanks for jumping on and sharing your announcement with us a little bit we really appreciate it man okay thank you guys and uh, I commend what you're doing at the road home oh thanks Kurt. thanks Kurt congratulations the great Kurt Cragthorpe from the Salt Lake Tribune, at least up until the Utah Bowl game, and then uh, riding off into the sunset. Great rider, even better person. And, uh, God, I like Kurt. I've always liked Kurt. He's always treated me so well, even going back to when I was just a pup. He's a pro's pro. Pro's pro. 
I've only missed one deadline, knock on wood, in my entire career. And Kurt was the editor that I had to deal with when I missed that deadline. And it was a playoff game in Houston. So I called in after I sent, uh, filed my column, and he said, what, what happened? Why, why is this late? And I started to explain, and all I got was a dial tone. one time one time and later on i was writing this column about all the different things that happened during the jazz playoff run and uh, i was doing it in picture remember those slideshows i used to do and i said click uh and then described a picture this is the head of my sports editor exploding because I missed deadline. <laughs> <laughs> Big thanks so, to Kurt. He's, 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 I'll use this term because I don't use it very often, uh, but uh, a pro's pro. No doubt. All right, we are live from the road home. Call and donate, 801-819-7300. We have a, a quick non-sports report coming up next. Manuel Moutier at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Ryan Miller of KSL Sports. Uh, at 5.30. Stay tuned. More of The Big Show next, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 12.80 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are live from the road home. Call in and donate. Still don't have, haven't uh, gotten the 500 bones for the montage. We got to get that done uh, in the 5 o'clock hour. We will. It'll happen. Donate. 500 bucks, you get the Gordon Monson montage that is only airable during the road home uh, broadcast. It's the only time we get the kind of green light. 801-819-7300. Donate. Uh, but every little bit helps, uh, especially this time of year. We're helping get families off the street. Right now it's time for the Nod Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Cars Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Well, we're going to uh, Texas, and then we're going somewhere else real quick here. But a kid in the Lone Star State was pulled over. Marijuana smoke was noticed in his car. Uh, and his name... Luke Skywalker Sexton. Wow. Now, Mike, here's my question. Would you name your kid after a fictional character? And if so, if you had to, which one? Uh, well, yes. <laughs> I, I, I could see myself doing that, I guess. But I don't know if I'd go quite as mainstream as Star Wars, because then you just can't get away from it. Right. You know what I mean? right. But the, like Luke a, Skywalker, like, ah. like haven't people been naming their kids after uh, people from a book for a long time now? <laughs> well, Although yeah. I guess those aren't fictional characters. Yeah, like Harry and Ron and Hermione and Hagrid. Oh, a different book. No. And we, some huh. kids in the state of Utah have been named after John Stockton. Stockton Shorts. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Austin, uh, so Austin, so, think about the same question. If you had to name your kid. After a fictional character, which one are you going to go with? I would uh, make it all one word, Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Wizard of Oz Horton? No, not like that. Wizard of Oz. Oh, not okay. Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. All one word. No, that wouldn't uh, create any kind of stir, would it? No. Very wizard, subtle. Wizard of Oz Horton. Yeah, it sounds good. 
What, what go about by you, Wiz Gordon? for short. Would you, would you, uh, you know, if uh, you were to have a boy, would it be Oscar Schindler Monson? Uh, no. Yeah, although. Oh, he also. <laughs> not fictional, I suppose. Yes. I'm really not good it. at this game. How about. Uh, I just know you're a fan what of was the movie. It, what was the guy's name in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird? Oh, um, Gregory Peck's uh, character. Oh, now you know. What was his name? Uh, um, that's going to drive me crazy. Now it's, I know it's one of those things where you're now putting me well, on the spot. It was Gregory Peck. Like, or do you want yeah. his? Do you want his, his name, name of Finch. Atticus well, Finch? Finch. Finch. Yeah. Atticus Finch. Yeah. Atticus. Atticus. That's a great name. <laughs> Atticus. This is right. Atticus Monson. And then the second thing is this: Kate Beckinsale said in a magazine interview. That she's all for marriage. She said, "Married, but married couples would get along better if they didn't have to live in the same house together." What do you think? No, <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't see that. Austin, I like living in the same house. Do you see wife. an advantage to uh, being married and having a great relationship, but not occupying the same? home at the same time? Not in this current tax market, I'll tell you that right there. Huh? I, I, okay, I get it that you, you, it's important, I think, to maintain independent lives. Like, I get that now that I've been married for a hot minute. Like, it's important to, you know, have your hobbies and, and career and those sorts of things and be independently of one another. But then you also need to counterbalance that with your life together. And I feel like if you weren't living together... You wouldn't really have that life together. Yeah, probably not. But her assertion is that it's easy to be married. It's hard to live with your loved one. And that seems a little twisted, I guess. But coming from Kate Beckinsale, isn't everything she says uh, right on the money? No. You know, she's 46 years old now. I did not. How about that? Coming up next... We're going to let you hear from jazz guard Emmanuel Moutier. The Big Show, live from the road home. Call in and donate. We're bringing this baby to a close this year's Mediathon. we got to call a close strong. 801-819-7300. Still need your help this holiday season. 801-819-7300. More straight ahead on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.